Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so thankful that Jerry has nominated our next game changer, Catherine Laria, and she's joining us today to tell us more about the unbelievable organization that she is passionate about. So thank you, Catherine, for joining us and congratulations on your game changer nomination. Thanks. Thank you very much. I was super excited to hear that Jerry did that. That was very sweet. Well, you are doing some pretty amazing things in Texas, but for our listeners and readers who aren't familiar with this really important work that you're doing, if you could back up and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with this line of work, it was, it's a good place to start. Well, I actually got involved in Paws in Prison. Um, I own a boarding and training facility in Bulverde. Texas, and um, I was going to go and volunteer once every couple of months to help out um, this program where they bring dogs into the prison and they train them and then they adopt them out to the public. And I had a background in sport dog training. And so my dogs and I have been traveling all over the country and we were on the world team in uh, 2016. So that's when I met um, the originator of the program. And she wanted me to come and talk to the ladies about the different sports and stuff that you can play with the dogs. And so I went in and thought I'm way too busy. There's no way I'm going to be able to come, but maybe once every couple of months. And, um, I spent one day in that facility and I was like, when do I come back and how often can I be here? And it was completely life altering. So I, I can only imagine, I, I have not experienced anything like you have experienced, but I think about all, it gives me goosebumps when I think about all of the literally life-saving connections that this program is making. So for people that are unfamiliar with this program, Catherine, explain a little bit about how it works. Yeah, so the, the program itself is... Um, one of a kind. There are prison programs all over the country and each of them have like a little niche that they do. Some are specifically for service dog training. Some, the dogs come in and out from a shelter and a volunteer just brings dogs in. The inmates get to work with them and then they take the dogs back to the shelter. Um, Our program was started because there was nothing like it in Texas. Um, There was no program specifically designed for women, Mm -hmm. women only. And um, our, the originator saw an opportunity to do both of that, to start a dog training program, a rehabilitation program in, in uh, women, for women only. And um, it was a men's and women's prison in the beginning. And then eventually um, Lockhart Correctional Facility became all women. Mm-hmm. Um, so what our program does is we go and we rescue um, dogs from different shelters 
that we've partnered up with. And uh, we have to be pretty specific because it is an interesting environment that the dogs live in the prison, in the cell with the girls 24 seven. So it is kind of the cream of the crop from shelters, but we feel if we can get those out of the shelters that are under uh, visualized, like people don't go to these shelters regularly to adopt. So if we can at least go and get to those kill shelters and get those dogs out, that allows those volunteers at those shelters to bring in more dogs. So that's our role that we play with um, rescuing uh, shelter animals. But we do have to have pretty good temperamented dogs because we're dealing with 50 women all living together in very close quarters. We have officers we have to deal with. We have um, very structured, uh, you know, wreck times and out times and potty break times. So we have to have the dogs that are willing to sort of get along with that first. Um, then once we have those dogs in there, then the girls get to spend time working with them, learning how to train them, learning what it means to take care of something. Um, and then after we go through a program of about six to nine weeks, we'll readopt that dog out to the community and someone goes home with a pretty nice pet. So. Wow. Well, it's just, this is a win, win, win all the yeah. way around. So for, for the women at the facility who maybe probably the vast majority of them, zero background in training, then do you go in and, and train the women on how to train their dogs or how, how, how do those women gain the skills they need to begin to be an effective communicator with their dog? So it didn't start out that way. Um, when I first got there, we, I had to take over the program pretty abruptly in 2019. I had only been in the prison about 10 times individually. And then in 2019, we, um, the director passed away and we had to jump in right away and uh, take over. So when I got in there, we spent a full year of just trying to figure out what these women needed. Um, and I started to quickly realize that this wasn't an adoption organization, really. We weren't a rescue adoption organization. There are volunteers at the shelters I work with that are there 24-7. They, they live and breathe and die for those dogs at the shelters. And I my hat goes off to those guys. Um, I'm filling a different niche. My, mine is... My program now is based on rehabilitation for not only the dog, but the women that are in there as well. And I started to find out really quickly that it was the women in there that for the first time were realizing that, you know, maybe their lives are just as valuable as these dogs that we're trying to save. And so maybe they can be saved too. Um, I've had women tell me it's the first time they felt love in 15 years when they have that dog with them. Um, so these women will be released. The prison that we're involved in, they're sort of on their last leg before they get released out into the community. So it was really a goal of mine and the board of the Paws in Prison that we send out women that are confident, that have skills. Um, they may never become dog trainers, but they will have something that they've learned in our program that could get them an immediate job in the animal care industry. And that's, that's really the forefront of everything we do every time we go in there, every time I bring a speaker in there is trying to empower these women to realize when they get out, they do not have to go back to their old ways to make money and that they can provide for their family, be better mothers to their children 
and find something in the animal care industry to get them started. Just amazing. Amazing. So I have to ask you an incredibly hard question. What is most fulfilling? There's so many just amazing benefits to everything you're doing. But when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about this incredibly impactful work? You're changing dogs' lives. You're changing women's lives. You're changing the trajectory of their future for both dog and, and human. That, that's incredibly fulfilling for you, I'm sure. But what do you, what do you love most about this work? Yeah, that's super hard to answer because it's two parts. One, I love selfishly talk about me for a second. I love what it's done for me. I, this was not me. I, it was not my calling to go out and be, you know, someone who cared more about people than they did themselves or dogs. Like my, you know, it was always a lot of dog people and a lot of animal people are like this. We would much rather deal with the animals than we would with the humans any given day. So that was my background. And I really was very independent about that. So I think the favorite thing that it's done for me is it's given me an actual purpose and calling that um, is easy. It's just become super easy to do. And I didn't think it would be. I thought it was too grand, too big. It was too beyond what I wanted to do. But every little thing, every single day makes an impact on these women and they appreciate it. So now turning back to them, the, the thing that drives me every day to go, because I would talk about driving, I have to drive an hour and a half to get there every day, every time I go. Yeah. So, and I run a company and I run my own nonprofit and I have another organization, so I can only get there twice a week, but I have to drive an hour and a half to get there, an hour and a half home. So they're long days, but I do it because they learn from it or what's the best way to put it that you can just tell it impacts them every time you go, every time you go, it means something. So it's, it makes it um, so much more powerful to, to do that work every day because you're in your own little bubble, but then you start to hear and realize that that spreads and spreads and spreads and you're impacting all these other areas because of it. So that's super cool. Super, super cool. And that ripple effect is something that I don't think that you'll be able to ever really quantify how far those ripples go, because you're not probably going to stay in touch with these women's lives who have been transformed because of this program. They, they can shift their trajectory and choose a different path specifically because of how impactful this program has been in their lives, which is an amazing gift to, to the futures of these women. It's, it's amazing. How many dogs have been rescued through this program? So we've adopted out over 480 dogs, um, since we started and we only can do like 10 or 12 at a time. So that's a lot of dogs, you know, that have gone through, but every, what probably over 2000 women have gone through the program. So that's, that's a, that's a big impact. And, um, from when I started in 2019, there's only two women left in there that were there in 2019. Mm. So all of those women are now out there working and, and doing well. And, and I do keep up with some of them and they'll keep up on our Facebook and it's great 
to see their stories. They've become business owners. They own their own grooming salons. They they are are working with um, people in politics. I mean, it's just amazing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So along along that vein, Catherine, if people wanted to learn more, support, donate, volunteer, learn more, uh, maybe adopt a dog, where would they go to get more information about your program? So they can find us at um, on the web, easy website, pauseinprison.com. Um, so that's where they can find out all about us. Uh, we do have Facebook pages out there. Um, we have two different Facebook pages out there that that connect so they can find us there, Pause in Prison Lockhart, uh, and Friends of Pause in Prison. So a lot of times when people go and look for us, they might see Friends of Pause in Prison. That's us as well. That's the nonprofit that funds the Pause in Prison or, uh, group, the, the work that we do. So um, you'll see us out there in both entities. And then to adopt a dog, which we would love, uh, you can find them on any of the adoption websites, Pet, uh, pet Finder, any of those kind of adopt a pet, they'll be on there. Awesome. And so I can only also imagine the quite profound life lessons that you have had since you started doing this important work. But if you could share one thing with the world, if you could let the world know one thing, what would it be? Um, I think... I think I've realized that being kind is so much easier and has so much more of an impact than any other thing that we choose to do. And it's a choice. I mean, it is a choice. So if you're getting ready to type that snarky comment on Facebook or get all wound up because of something you read online or you don't like something somebody said, if you just can choose to be kind, boy, it makes you feel so much better. And, and then that, ha that has a ripple effect too. The, the, the more you're kind to others, the more they'll be kind to other people. That whole pay it forward is so real. And I would much rather pay forward kindness than anything else. And, and, and the animals love it. They're the best beacon to, to tell us if we're being kind or not. And so if we do it for them, we should be doing it for our human counterparts as well. Really good advice. Very good advice. I am so incredibly thankful that Jerry took the time to nominate you and your incredible program, saving the lives of women that are ready for second chances and dogs that are ready for second chances and pairing those two groups of people that need each other up to be able to provide a whole bunch of future opportunities because of the amazing work that you're doing, Catherine. We're so thankful uh, for your commitment to this program and for the lives that have been forever changed because of your commitment. We're so very thankful. So congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It was really nice meeting you.